When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Sport of time. It is I, Brandon. John's here. Hi, John. Hello, Brandon. Hello, Stu. I'm here. Great. And our... uh, Starring, introducing the one and only Chicken Fingers sixty nine at twitter.com. Hello, Chicken. What's up, fuckers? Sup. Okay, uh, we're recording this on December third, and uh, as future listeners will know, this was the day of the historic Loons playoff uh, situation that's happening. And I think why a lot of people tune in is to un- is to hear live updates from sports that have already gotten done playing in their future. And so we're going to give the people what they want. John, the play, the loons are playing right now in the playoffs. Is that right? Yes. And I need your guys' help. I need okay. help making a decision here. So despite what Sporting Kansas City's coach Peter Vermees said, Minnesota United was a heavy underdog coming into this game. But against all of those odds, they are winning three to nothing at halftime. Oh, boy. This is going to hurt so bad, John. <laughs> It, well, that plays into what I'm about to ask you here. I, I want you guys to tell me now whether I should or should not turn this game off right now. Yeah, because you could make an argument that there's there's nothing. It's not going to get any better. I the yes. only way is down. You you probably have peaked in terms of enjoyment of the game. Now it's just hold on for dear life. Um, boy, I I. There's three votes here. I'm I'm going to go with the majority. Okay, I say keep it on because we all know you, and if you turn it off, you're just going to be looking for updates every four seconds. Every just lean into who you are. Okay, you got to keep it on. You don't have a choice. That's my vote. Keep it on. Stu, leave the game on. Okay, well, Do- doesn't matter. What we don't need. Says. We don't even need a vote from Maricopa County then, because. It's already been decided. We're leaving the game on. Heavy underdogs, John. Now, are the loons as big of choking assholes as the rest of the teams in Minnesota? Um, it's hard to say because they have not played a lot of important games. Right. They haven't built up enough heartbreak and uh, right. distrust they've, in the community yet. Okay. They're new since they've been since they've been in MLS, they played in one final and they lost. Um, but that was against the best team in the league that year. So it's a little hard to say that they choked exactly. They played one playoff game last year and they also lost that. But so far this year, they won the only playoff game they played. So 
the previous in the previous non MLS incarnation of the team, I don't think was noted chokers either. They won a championship and almost won another one. So I don't know. Hey. Oh, we're champions. Yes. Oh, it feels good. It feels it, great. It, it felt good at the time. Yeah. No, I retroactively, I'm really excited. Yep. That 2011 Minnesota Stars team is Brandon's favorite soccer team of all time. Yeah, I mean, nothing better. That's amazing, John. So they were big underdogs to Kansas City, yes? Yes, And now correct. if they do, if, if they do by some miracle pull off a W here, then what happens? Then on Monday they will play in Seattle for in the conference championship. Those two teams Seattle don't like each other. conference championship. That'll be the that, – so the final four is happening Monday. Right. You want to be in it. That's correct. <laughs> I am – I'm stoked, buddy. I'm really happy. Uh, For you. I, just, I, I can only imagine what the next 50 minutes of this podcast are going to bring. Now, can you give me your emotional state right now? And can you, as we always like to do because we're jerks, make you put this in terms that we understand? Is this a – this isn't a Brandon watching the Timberwolves, I don't think. I don't think this is a Stu watching the Vikings – is it, but is it, I mean, is that how, or is it a chicken watch in the wild? Is it me watching the Vikings from what you know of us and our fandom? Right. I just want to know how big is this for you? How big is this for me? Um, boy, that's an interesting question. I think this is probably like, I'm going to say chicken watching the wild in. Okay. Like okay. the 2003 playoffs. He really yep. wants them to win, but they're still his stepdad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's a big deal to you, but it's not necessarily twins, you know, the, not... the biggest. But it's but it's still pretty. pretty. You're, you're, uh, you're on edge right now. It's a big – oh, yeah. Mentally. I've got, that, I've got that crazy Vikings feeling, like the Vikings are up by two touchdowns feeling, where yeah. on the one hand I'm smiling, and on the other hand I feel like everything's about to go horribly wrong. Right. Yeah. Nerve wracking. Yeah, it's a like, high heart rate. Later, yeah. your uh, Apple Watch will be like, were you exercising? It's <laughs> like no. uh, pretty much every wedding I've been at for one of my aunts. <laughs> <laughs> the aunt's wedding of sporting yep. events. You're I'm excited. smiling, but it's, I can t- it's going to go horribly wrong. Maybe yeah. before the night is out. <laughs> Maybe. Knowing chickens, aunts, yeah, yeah. There's some history there. Well, that's we excellent, all know John. About chickens, you... aunts. And that's at halftime right now as we're recording. Are you going to give us updates periodically? I I'm debating whether I just go the full stew and start yelling for no reason at stuff that right. only I can see. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, that's fine. It's what the listeners good, want, John. Yep, they do. They write us I in. Agree. And... That's what they ask for. I'm glad that you were having fun watching that right before we started recording because I was doing the opposite of that. Um, a half an hour before we were supposed to, and we started late. I was I was late, I'm sorry. I decided to try to take apart a ping pong table and move it to a different part of my house. Do you have any experience oh, no. with this? <laughs> this is, what? Uh, unexpectedly. It would, be, it would be better to buy a new ping pong table. Don't they just fold? <laughs> I should have just fucking burned it. Don't they just fold uh, okay. in half and you just pick it up and move it? They just fold in half. 
Yeah. Like a hinge. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But they don't necessarily, if you have to bring it up some stairs, it's it's a little too heavy to do that if your only other lifting partner is your wife. Um, and they also, it doesn't go actually up there without having to take off the, the legs and the wheels. Hmm. But I didn't realize that until we were halfway up the stairs, obviously. Hmm. The thing weighs like 5,000 pounds, just an absolute nightmare. Um, so I, I got to calm myself down too. I'm still a little... <laughs> the lamped up. I don't know if there's anything more. There should just be like a, I don't know if it's a TV show or some YouTube channel or something devoted to husbands and wives try and the dad trying or the husband trying to direct the wife to help out with something. No, no. There's no actual English words used Mm-mm. at all. I'm just like get Mm-mm. no turn no black the black crossways get crossways other way. No <laughs> flip that flip the turn the black my part, turn, right flip. my it's, right. Oh my God bless her for trying to be patient with me because none of it makes any sense. And in my head, it makes perfect sense. And then when I hear myself trying to talk, I'm just saying wheel over and over. <laughs> just wheel, wheel. <laughs> she's like, what about it? Just the wheel. You got to uh, flip the wheel. And she's just has no, absolutely it's gotta no be idea what, what I'm talking about. The wolves felt like when Thibodeau was yelling at him. It's got to <laughs> be ice, ice. What the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> Claudia, rotate. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, classic bits. Um, can I get a sidebar? I love Brandon, bits. can I get a sidebar? Please. Okay, chicken, can you hear me? Yeah. Yep. Do you have any good moving stories with Irv? Moving? It, yes, moving mm. furniture or an item of some sort. It seems like Irv would have a Body. good... Moving body in the woods in a shallow <laughs> grave somewhere, a revenuer perhaps. Um, huh. Irv, Irv has lived in the same house since he was like, fuck, I don't know, nineteen or something like that. Yes. So, right. I've never seen he's doing him it right. It, I've never seen. God, he's a smart. I've never man. seen. That's no, a smart he's man never right done. He's never done any physical labor. That I've ever oh, wow. seen. Um, he's the guy. He figured it out early. You you want to hold the clipboard. You don't want to be the. You want to be the guy holding the clipboard. You don't want to be the guy being yelled at by the person holding the clipboard. Right. Uh nah, nothing. It's a mad genius. Mind. Yeah, guys, no, just, just smart. He's he's lived in the same house forever, so no, I've never never seen him move okay. anything. Yeah, I mean, I've helped put oh, in. I've helped put in docks, and it's just misery, oh. <laughs> just misery. Yep. You're in, yeah. Yep. It's like forty degrees. The water is colder. You're wearing waders. It's mm-hmm. you're hung. You are hung over half to death. It's just mm-hmm. misery. You have to try to unscrew something and not lose the bolt in the water, and you do, and you have to dive down and get it. You're right. This is exact. I've done that a million times. Mm-hmm. This is the Putting in a dock of home sure. chores is trying to take apart and move a ping pong table. What, so and the you, old ones probably weighed, they're probably made out of like cardboard. This is, I mean, this is not like uh, professional grade or anything, but it's newer, so it's heavy as shit. It's probably the same as trying to move a pool table, which is also just absolute uh, nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. It's For the just, birds, man, I'm moving it to the garage and then I never want to think about it again. It's a garage thing now. Yeah, That's like, why. 
That's why I had to move it. It's in the basement. It's taking up space. Yeah. I would never move a pool table. Not in no, a million. No. I'd rather jackhammer a yeah. pool table sized <laughs> hole into the ground, yeah. lower the pool table into that hole, and just cover it up with like a rug. There, there. It's moved. I would. Oh God. It, I would sooner move to a different house than try to move a pool table out of my house. <laughs> My cousin is obsessed with, he loves pool so much. Um, and he has a basement. He's like, oh, I really want to have a pool table, whatever. And my parents were moving and they were like, you can have our pool table. And they have an amazing pool table. And they're like, the only stipulation, you got to come get it yourself. And he was like, oh, fuck. Nope. I don't actually, I don't know if I like it that much. And it took him like two days probably of his life. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, the, uh, nope, it's my number one most hated chore. <laughs> the uh, worst uh, dock installation story I have. It was basically a three-person job, and one of the persons uh, got food poisoning from McDonald's. So it was just me and my buddy sure. Shush trying to put it in, and we quickly realized, uh, first of all, we didn't have enough of the dock pieces, and we were also just way too hungover to be doing it. So we just did mm-hmm. as much as we could before we both died. And by the end of it, the dock looked like Irish teeth. It was just <laughs> <laughs> literally had to come, had to go back up like three weeks later and like take all the parts out and redo it once everybody was sober. It was just <laughs> just and of course we're um, much like chicken. We're proud cabin mooches, so that was like mm-hmm. our way of like you know being able to enjoy the cabin that summer. So it was uh, help out. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was so. That's yeah. Just don't. It's not as bad as moving a pool table. That is the worst, but it's not great. Mm-hmm. Right. And I apologize to Irish people. Oh. I offended with that remark. <laughs> I'm Irish, so it's okay. Mm-hmm. I checked the box. All right. So on to less happy things. Worse things than the ping pong table uh, was me watching the Vikings last weekend. I didn't like it. I admitted last week on this show that I'm I have convinced myself and I'm not kidding to root against the Vikings this year cuz I'm bored by them. Mm-hmm. And so, but I don't I don't watch a ton. I only watched the fourth quarter and I again didn't see every play, but I saw enough to turn it on and think this is great. I'm very happy. The Vikings are going to lose. And they felt like they were doing a great job. And then at some point I think that they just basically got out-tanked by a smarter team. Mm-hmm. They just decided to lose the game on purpose somewhere in mm-hmm. that fourth quarter. Not like fall over on purpose, but just one of those like, hey, we're trying to run the clock out, but let's just pass it for fun. And it's not <laughs> a big – don't like hurt yourself if it's a little bit off target. And you can snap the ball at like 19 seconds. That's okay. We don't, we don't really care that much. And uh, the Vikings took the took the bait, and, uh, and they won. And it made me very, very, very sad. And I'm not happy. And the thing that made it worse, and this is now getting to a point where I'm just finding things to be upset about, as, as we do on this show. There was a mock draft uh, by The Athletic uh, the next day, and they... Um, they had the Panthers, the team that we beat, uh, getting Justin Fields, a very good quarterback, because you know they they expect them to have a not as many wins, and then they have us taking like a cornerback or something with the 14th pick or 15th pick, and that just likes a little bit extra salt in the wound for me. I was upset, Stu. I know you feel opposite. Um, 
Do you want to take a minute to talk about how fun that game was for you? Oh, it was misery. It was awful. It I didn't enjoy it at all. Um, it was uh, there was just nothing. It was basically the Tennessee game, only the Vikings won instead of lost. It was the Seattle game, only the Vikings won instead of lost. It was the Dallas game, only the Vikings won instead of lost. It's just right. you know it was like one of those games where it was like a coin flip over who was going to win and came up heads this time. So I don't know. It was just I eh, they'll probably go to the playoffs now. I just <laughs> oh they'll, god they'll either win a playoff game or they will lose out. I both th- I think are equally likely at this point. They got your, I, they have your Jags this week and I. Do you know who the quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars is now? The uh, Nick Foles? No. no. Uh, the late Beatle Mike. John Lennon is actually their quarterback. It's it's amazing. John it's, Lennon. You, you, you don't see it. Incredible. So um, he's back, baby. No, it's, it's John Lennon two point Hut hut, man. That's a John Lennon. That's a John Lennon impersonation. That was really good. <laughs> Groovy cat. No one saw it coming. Um, so yeah, they're gonna probably go 500 now, and uh, God, I can't handle this, no. Stu. Well, I mean, but I, mean, I know. What else are you gonna do? When, it's December. There's nothing else going on except nothing. staying home. Not a thing. Mm-hmm. I just how how many is there gonna be a year when you guys also get tired of the eight and eight repeat season that's happened? <laughs> are you ever gonna get tired of it? It's just where well, they're good enough to win some and never good enough. You know, they're kind of in, what is it, purgatory? <sighs> okay. Um, Here's the thing, I though, Brandon. A, I, I okay. still have a soul, so I can't yeah. bring myself to cheer against my favorite team. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I wish I could do I, a, I I, but wish no, I could do I'm Dana taking again. the long view. I'd love to be able to I, do see, it. See, I love him more than you do. No. Dana, Dana cut the court. I, I, I give him credit for doing it. I can't do that. Right. No, I think it's generational. I think yeah. he is in a different generation these days. than us. Yeah. And I think they don't have a problem with it, the loyalty aspect. I think starter jackets um, yeah. are what caused it. I really do. Loyalty is you saw the cool starter overrated. jacket, and then you just had to like the team that the starter jacket. Yes, with That's the team. Yes, there's a the Charlotte Hornets. There's yep. just the whole generation that loves teal oh, God. and fucking yeah. teal starter jackets and Seattle and Mariners. It, yes, mm-hmm. uh, the San Jose Sharks. They just whatever, That's man. What what, yeah, no, I'm a I'm a Sharks fan. Like love teal. the sharks, I Marlins, like, baby. I like, I like love the Marlins. Drinks. Energy drinks and threesomes. They're cool. <laughs> Brandon, Brandon, you and I are in the starter jacket generation. Have we discussed what starter jacket you had as a kid? Oh, I'm in a starter. No, that's you, you are know, too. Sure, we had starter jackets. <laughs> Fuck All right, <laughs> you are members only. Come on, pal. You know you're a members only guy. I thought for sure if I insinuated that you had a starter jacket, you would be extremely insulted no. for some reason. John, so. you were going to lose either way on that one. Yeah, I, <laughs> you were. Yeah, I guess I wrong. Did. Fuck, I you. didn't. But I was part of that generation. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, funnily enough, mine was the Carolina Panthers. I was, yeah, it was just bright blue. Oh, I know. they were they were new. <laughs> Fuck, I loved them. I, that was my favorite starter jacket. You told you, me that those bright colors are not attractive. You said gray, grays. Grays, Muted yep. colors. Blacks, that's all you mm-hmm. wear now. Gray and black. 
as a child, I was I was extremely opposite, and I also had a hmm. Philadelphia Eagles one. It was the, also the, it was really bright green. I was into that. John, what about you? <laughs> it's you're gonna think about how random it's possible for me to have a starter jacket, and it's even hmm. more random than that. I had a Georgia Tech starter jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. I don't know they made those. Yeah. How I, in the world? How a store in Minnesota had a Georgia Tech yellow oh. jacket, yellow jacket starter jacket is utterly beyond me. But I feel like it was part of some sort of outreach program, kind of like how those t-shirts just end up in like I don't know, some yeah. third world country like they just dump Georgia Tech starter jackets. Yeah. In a uh, crate across out of a helicopter. <laughs> Crossroads Mall in St. Cloud had one. How did you find a starter jacket made out of burlap? (laughs) (laughs) And it had the malaria vaccine. (sighs) Oh, that was funny. (laughs) I think, did we lose Brandon? What happened here? I'm here. I'm laughing. I'm laughing off... Having the time of my life, just off frame. <laughs> Nothing. So off screen. I'm, Wait, are you guys on Google like Hangouts? Can you see each other? Am I the only one that's not? Visible? Yeah, we've we've been uploading to YouTube. You've since been doing this for yeah. <laughs> we're actually we're actually all in the same room right now, checking. It's just <laughs> you <laughs> Oh, you guys suck. Yeah, we got to deal with Hulu. It's great. It's been good for us. <laughs> very good. Okay, so I'm just uh I'm gonna be on an island here by being this upset that the Vikings continue to be in purgatory. I had a whole thing worked up that Zimmer is secretly the devil. He's a football devil. <laughs> I'm not gonna go there, it's fine. But you get it, right? You get it? I um I guess what I picture with this team and I don't there's players on this team that I think people like. I don't know that anybody Maybe I'm misreading twi- uh, Vikings fandom in the uh, the masses. I don't know that anybody's super passionate about this team. Again, maybe I'm misreading it. And what I picture is, like, let's say somehow, miraculously, I know this is not going to happen, but let's say the Vikings won the Super Bowl. And mm-hmm. that this team wins the Super Bowl. And they have... And, a parade is allowed. So you, you picture everybody else's parade when a, when a team wins a championship. The city comes out, you know, hundreds of thousands of people gather. Full force. Swinging yes. from the chandeliers. And it's beer everywhere, and people are screaming and hollering, and there's the convertible Public orgies. Yep. Yeah. And, and then there's a speech, right? Like there's a stage somewhere in a square. Maybe it's at the St. Paul Capitol. I, I don't know where it would be. Wherever. It doesn't matter. And people take turns. Players take turns getting up and giving speeches. And, like, Harrison Smith gets up and, and gives a speech. And the, the crowd goes crazy, right? Everybody loves Harry Smith. Sure. All, all fans love him, right? Eric Kendricks. Stalwart. Fans mm-hmm. love Eric Kendricks. People are going crazy, screaming and hollering. Kendricks is up there dancing. Harry's dancing. Everybody's cool hair. Time. Like, Hell yeah. Break dancing. And then Kirk Cousins gets up there and it's like... <laughs> This is the Minor rock applause. My tube. <laughs> it's, I picture like Forrest Gump giving his speech at 
the Lincoln <laughs> Memorial. You know, where, like, <laughs> people are going I'm, crazy, and then he talks. And I'm just including a red ass Mike Zimmer pulling out all the microphone cords so nobody <laughs> yes. can hear him. <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> I I don't know. I just I don't see the passion around this. Everybody's kind of with you, Brandon. They're either you're just on the on the losing side of the of the fence, yeah. but everybody else just. It's kind of falling over on the barely hoping for wins side. That's the way I see this team. Nobody's yeah, passionate it's, about them. It's going to be like that forever. I think you're right. I at least a long time. the late twenties. Oh, well, we always will have our loons. Yes, yeah, so I've made my piece. <laughs> Juggernaut loons. It's fine. It's mm-hmm. fine. So yeah, yeah. We'll be fun someday. No, well. <laughs> nah. I don't see why yeah. it should be. No. No, that's right. We don't deserve it. Glenn okay. Mason uh, the jail. Vikings. That's, you know, there's no yeah. justice Glenn for Dave. Mason walks no the earth as a free man. Win some, lose some. Um, so the Vikings are playing the John Lennon's Jaguars this weekend. They're probably like 20 point favorites there so they'll be six and six and then whatever else happens after that we don't have to worry about it all we have to worry about is the game in front of us and that's the jaguars okay coach two weeks coach, we'll worry I about think that we should call, i think we should call for an audible <laughs> <laughs> no Hot route. yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go there with the john lennon impressions i'm very bad at them Brandon, you know what does a Jamaican John Lennon sound like? Oh, no. Oh, Yaman. Yeah, no. uh, God. <laughs> the uh. pressure drop. Oh, pressure drop. What? So, Chet Hanks. I have not been sued yet, by the way. Just trending so you know. on Twitter yesterday. What are the guys yeah. the chances of that? <laughs> we willed it into existence. He's been a regrettable, embarrassing white rapper for like two decades now. Yes, and suddenly <laughs> days after we mention it. Right. It trends. Hmm. Yeah, I know. We're influencers. Curious. Mm-hmm. Yep. Only 15 people listen to this podcast, but all 15 of them... Okay. <laughs> trend stuff on Twitter somehow. I'm not sure how this one ends, but you know, you get it. We're the we're like uh, the, all right. We're the Velvet Underground of celebrity fail sons. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Um. Okay. That's all I got for football. Same here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. John, I have a question for you. Okay, man. Uh. What are your feelings on the Minnesota Twins losing our guy Ed? The final Ed, I believe. The last Ed. The last Ed we've yeah. got? They're out no of Ed. It's over. All gone. I don't know. I I understand why they did not offer him a contract. I I I, I sort of knew it already. Our our good friend Aaron Gleeman wrote a long explainer at the Athletic of why they didn't, and it all makes sense. They mm-hmm. just the you could just look at two sections of statistics. The one comparing him to all of the corner outfielders in the league, showing that he's basically a league average corner outfielder when it comes to hitting. And mm-hmm. the section that talked about how he gets slower every year and becomes a worse fielder every year. You could look at those yeah. two things and understand pretty conclusively why they didn't offer him a contract. But I also feel like they owe him money. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I took a quick look at fans. What is that background noise? What the hell is going on? Sophie is not happy about uh, Eddie Rosario leaving. Jeez. You can tell. Real, really not happy. Boy, we're not used to this sort of feedback. <laughs> I am. <laughs> par for the course uh, over here yeah um, i i, 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 know I took a quick look at fan graphs and they make they make an effort to convert wins above replacement to the number of dollars that those wins were worth and i i, I forget what the math is but it works out to something like seven or eight million dollars per win above replacement that a player is worth and going by that over his career, Eddie Rosario's been worth something like $91 million to the Twins. And I yep. think they ended up paying him $18 million or something like that. Now, nobody is going to be sad for Eddie Rosario that he got paid $18 million or whatever, but it it is a little... It, it seems like a microcosm of something bigger, whether in baseball or whether in the world at large, that this is the smart decision and all the all the smarts out there are talking about what a good decision it is that the twins extracted extra value from Eddie Rosario and then dumped him before paying him any more money. Right. Yeah, it's the math of, well, you can get 80% of his production from Kirilov for 20% of the price. Yeah, or even 100%. Which, it just... Or maybe, but but you know maybe, but yeah. Again, as a as a general manager, yeah, you you make the math work. But as a fan, it's like yeah, but the one guy was a hundred and the other guy was eighty. I want the guy who's, but that's just not how. Yeah, you're right. All these guys, kind of mid level, whatever you want to call them, as we've talked about for a couple of years now, seem to be the ones kind of squeezed out. And so, Base- baseball system is very strange in that. You get paid nothing the first three years, and then somebody else decides what you get paid the next three years unless you agree to a different contract than that. And mm-hmm. it's it's a strange way of doing things, but it made some sense in the era when those first years were the proving ground for the long, large contract you were likely to get if you exceeded that. But in the new analytical era, people understand that that those contracts are not – not worth what they once once were, or not worth what they ever were, and so there's a lot of teams that simply won't sign it. I, how many guys did the Tampa Bay Rays have that have exceeded that sixth year of arbi- that third arbitration year, whatever you want to call it? Not right. very many. They just dump them, and it's it's just a sign that baseball needs to redo how they do this. There's no yeah. reason there's no reason to have the limitations on what guys get paid for three years or six years or whatever. I mean, the reason is that owners want it because it allows them to pay people less, mm-hmm. and I don't think that's a good enough reason. No, it also might just be the way it is now, which is a huge bummer. Yeah, I I don't actually know what baseball's CBA is right now and what the status is and when the next last one was signed and how long it goes, but I feel like a couple more years of this and it's going to reach a reckoning of some kind. Yeah, a blood reckoning, John. <laughs> Very possibly. That's my favorite kind. I know it's a top three reckoning. Just imagine, say Miguel Sano on one side of the room and Jim Polat on the other side of the room. <laughs> imagine how their that's, reckoning is going to go. That's a quick reckoning. Yeah, it's not. It's not really a reckoning so much. There are other <laughs> words for that. 
Yeah, it's a bummer. So do you think Kirilov is the replacement? Or I I thought I read that they were going to still try to work out a contract with Rosario. That still feels doesn't make much sense I, to me. Yeah, I I don't know I don't know the answer to that. I think they have a number of corner outfield guys, don't they? Yes. Beyond even Kirilov? Yes. Don't ask me any follow-ups, but yes, they do. All right. So, and if nothing else, they have like 14 shortstops that they can move to corner outfield spots if they need to. So they got that going for them. But yeah, that'll work out. Um, it just it, it was one of those things that I understood but didn't feel good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was not really the the issue. Maybe he wasn't the cause of all the success, but definitely wasn't like a huge problem. I don't think he was helpful. Right. Helpful Ed, as we always called him, rolls yep. right off the tongue. Okay. He was more helpful than, say, Marwin Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, that's very true. Not, not a dirty cheater. What a great way like to think Marwin about Gonzalez. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. not a dirty cheater like Marwin mm-hmm. Gonzalez. True. Mm-hmm. But I think the one thing that all of us on this podcast can agree with is that they got rid of the wrong Ed all those many years ago. No mm. doubt. Uh, oh boy, yep. we knew it one second after it happened, and it's been true ever since. Yeah. Yep. Do you That's think he's <clears throat> thinking of us? Probably. <laughs> Probably as much as we think he, of him. He thinks of all God's yeah. children, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> he sure Stu does. was posting pictures of him mil- milking a cow today. So. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I missed that. I'm gonna have to go look that one up. I just smile when I think about it, and I think about it all. Mm-hmm. I'm smiling right now. That I remember Eduardo Nunez and the fact that he worked with SpongeBob at the Krusty Krab. <laughs> That's right, Squidward. All the Eds, I love them all. Yeah, yeah, we were just flush with Eds at that point, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we didn't appreciate it at the time. I mean, we kind of did, but not the way we should have. Not to the oh. extent. I mean, how often are you going to have that many Eds? Any po- that many positive Eds in your life, Stu? I guessing it'll never what, happen again. What's your favorite Slaughter song? Um, let's see, Fly to the Angels. Oh. What's your second favorite slaughter song? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Um Up All Night. God damn it, I'm 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 missing the obvious one. I'm so sorry, Chicken. No, you're not. I'm thinking of Cinderella. Don't know what you got <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Fuck me. God Fuck. Uh, it's been a long day. That's okay. <laughs> this is this is a pretty dad podcast. It occurred, the best of it times, occurred to me about is... halfway through it when you said the second song. I'm like, well, fuck it. You know what? It's not even, it's not even fucking Slaughter. Although, that's, I don't even know that Slaughter knew if they were in Cinderella or Slaughter. And Cinderella, <laughs> vice versa. They'd, like, what? Long hair, brown hair, lead singer guy. Yeah. Not a Coke. Yeah, Cinderella had a piano in it. Slaughter had a video with Shannon Doherty in it. I think that's how you could tell the two apart. That's it. That's it. I was just going to say that same thing. Have we talked about in the 1980s the ubiquity of of music videos where a a guy was playing a piano on like the cliff, like a cliff in the desert with like a flyover? That was that was pretty prevalent. It happened in November rain for sure, right? It had, it had to be. It happened in. Don't, it had, yeah, it had don't know what ballad, you got. Mm-hmm. Right. It was right. Of course. Yes, and it was so like the "Don't know what you got till it's gone" video 
by Cinderella, November Rain, um, oh, uh, Final Countdown, I believe had yeah. that same concept. There's that, three, that and we haven't even out. dug into it. If you no. can think of three things from almost mm-hmm. 40 years ago, there is a lot of them. There's a lot more that we're not thinking of because that yeah. was a long time. Right. Yeah, and that's the ballads. The up-tempo, hey. the up-tempo songs were all like in a warehouse that manufactured sparks. Journey. Someday love will find you. That was a joke stolen wholesale from Patton Oswalt, but God damn it, I'm going to keep, okay. keep using it. He's a fan. Uh, chicken, maybe that can be a rabbit hole feature from you is uh, some research on piano, music video, desert. Yeah, that's it. Now, you know <laughs> yeah. what? I, that's, that's my... Uh, Getting right that's on right it. That's right in my wheelhouse, the re- research. That's what I... Yep, that's yep. me. Homework, the, takeaways. The old, <laughs> yep, the whole research. Just yeah, remembering good. things to do things later when you don't have a pen and paper in front of you. Yeah, yeah, put I'll them. get on that. You got it. Yep, boop, boop. I'm writing your phone number down. Here it is. It's uh, 73. Yep, that's me. Uh, put the old glasses on. Open a crack a book. Get to, get to researching. The hour and a half you have enough that's gonna be good. to pull up YouTube on your computer when the kids aren't just killing you with Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up at four in the morning. No, I got to... I get to this uh, research. I got to see if I Uncle just... Tom's cabin had a piano in it. <laughs> Fuck you. I uh, just knocking on the door, face pressed up against the window at the Cannon Falls Library, waiting for them to open. <laughs> Walking, hey, Charlotte. Uh, it's me again. The opposite of research. Flying over the piano music videos in the 80s. <laughs> All right, chicken. You got it. Yeah, and I got to apologize already. Uncle Tom's Cabin was up tempo. I was thinking of Heaven by Warren. That was a ballad. I'm Heaven sorry. isn't too far. That, I'm going to say, was a black and white concert video. That was also prevalent a lot. Yes, it was. Very uh, much so. Prevalent. Mm. And then, Who like, it? Warren, it would be Warrant. like at the crescendo, They mm-hmm. every one of those black and white concert videos like would, at the crescendo. <laughs> They'd flash a light on the, like the lights would flash on the crowd. Like instead of showing the band, they'd show the crowd all going yes. crazy. Right home sweet home by the crew is what you're thinking up there, chicken. That's also very <laughs> Yes. They were able to get Vince Neil sober for like 30 seconds to sit up straight at a piano. And, yeah. I'm looking up heaven warrant. Oh, Heaven by Warren's got a couple cool things. It starts out with the he's on stage and it's dark and there's just a little bit of a shadow, so it's kind of a mysterious. And then it goes into a background and a girl is taking photo like Polaroids of the band as they're slow motion walking down the street, Reservoir Dog style. There's some pretty uh-huh. good, you know, I'll, even if you haven't seen the video, you have seen the video. It's one of those yes. sort of deals. Black um, and white, all white, all white leather outfit from the lead singer. White leather, what a look! And it's arty because the Polaroids are a metaphor for doing it. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> yep. Let's see this. The Polaroid comes out. It's, like, out. it's a metaphor. Oh, they got a double guitar, a double guitar on this one. That's incredible. Yeah, this has got a lot of good touchstones of, oh, yeah. and then the black and white, as you mentioned, like a flashback sort of deal. Ooh, uh-huh. uh, back-to-back guitar playing on stage. <laughs> oh, fuck yes. yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
Oh, and then I just saw the uh, now there's three band members on stage on their knees, kind of rocking. You know, mm-hmm. you're gonna have that. Yep. Which is a great one. And then one guy just jumped off where the drum set is, like onto the other, like the platform thing. Yeah. That's the David Lee Roth, I want to say. I, he may not have invented it, but he he perfected it. Yes. And everybody yeah, yeah. after that he, is just. He mainstreamed it. Yeah. Holy shit. This oh, yeah, the, is the, the a good one. Of, the entirety of hair metal is basically from the first two Van Halen records. There's. Yes. Right. And then oh. it died with Nirvana. Yeah, and also I just want to say if, uh, we're all having fun here, but if anybody says anything mean about "Love Song" by Tesla, I will find you and kill you. Just don't Peace. say anything. <laughs> that is a great song. Great song. Be nice to Tesla. Be nice to Tesla. Write that down. So Tesla then to Tesla covered "Gotcha Signs." That's that was their only other hit, and then after that, that was it. They had those two. So they had the one song they did themselves. The yep. second was a cover, which is typically what a one-hit wonder does when they can't That's find the second song. They cover yep. something old, and then after that, they're kind of kind they of, kinda, of ideas. They kind of they all grunge kind of like overwhelmed everything. I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Nirvana, Pearl Irony. Jam, Garden. Yeah. and like being sad was really cool. Um, it reminds me of I'm the song Vikings "Heavy fan, Metal God Drummer." <laughs> But Wilco's heavy metal drummer was an ode to those bands. And, like, I thought, you know, because Je- uh, Jeff Tweedy always talked about, like, he would sit and watch these guys with their, like, wearing makeup and hair all teased out and leather. And he's like, I sat on the side and made fun of them. And now that I look back on it, those dudes were having the absolute time of their lives. Oh. And I was a dude sitting on the side thinking yes. I was way cooler than them. He's like, no, those guys were way fucking cooler <laughs> than me There's because the- they were having fun. Yep. And so that's the whole lesson of heavy metal drummer, and it's just like a great life lesson too. I think about it a lot. I think it's actually put some makeup on and some leather pants and go out and have a blast. <laughs> that's the way if Brandon plays thing. on every Saturday on the sport court. Brandon has the makeup, the leather pants, and that's right. just out there living his <laughs> right. dream. I say that as a guy who wears all black, so I'm maybe not doing the best of actually living that spirit, but I do like the idea of uh, those guys did seem to be having a shitload of fun. Maybe because it was all the drugs. On Netflix that they made about Motley Crue, and the name of it is escaping me right now. Do you Um, know what movie I'm talking about? Yes, it's uh, The Dirt. The Dirt is kind of a microcosm for that entire concept, Brandon. It is the stupidest damn movie. It's not going to win any... (laughs) What's what's movies? Oscars? It's not going to win any movies. Any Oscars. <laughs> not going to win any movies. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to win any movies. Not going to win uh, any of those movie it's, things. It's just stupid. But it is yeah. fucking entertaining. It is so entertaining. That That's good. It's it's poorly written, poorly acted. Very it's, entertaining. And it you can very watch much, it over it, and over. It, it honors the genre completely. It gives it exactly that's, that's the respect exactly it deserves. Point. Yes. Vince Neil has killed like three guys. Just, just by being yes. a fuck up, just by being a fuck up, he has killed like a yep a good hit. And this is a sport effect, so please, you cannot sue me for a sport effect if that's no that's less true. than that. If you say it beforehand, you can't be. Yep. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Killed three people. Okay. Hmm. Sounds like another rabbit hole. Chicken, you want to take that one? We pretty much yeah, improved that right it, there. Yeah, <laughs> research, writing it down. Research. Where did we start? We started with, oh, you asked John about Eddie, Eddie Rosario, and we ended on Vince Neil killing a guy. That's that's <laughs> yes. good. That's a good rabbit <laughs> hole right there. Yep, that's right. Oh, boy. I don't even know where to go next. John, did you have any other sports on your mind? I can, talk, soccer. I can talk all the sports. Yeah. I've got thoughts. Yeah. I've... I've spent most of the week trying to figure out how, and I know it's not quite possible, but how can the Timberwolves get Ricky Rubio on both their first unit and the second unit? Right. Because they, right. they need him on both for different reasons. Inappropriate. Probably, he's the only guy on the team, I think, that is actually good at both offense and defense. Right. He's Every other player offense. is. He's, Wait, he's at least. He's a tiny positive on offense and a decent positive on defense, just because he's a good passer. And but he's really the only one. Carl Anthony Towns is an unbelievably incredible offensive player and is a negative on defense. D'Angelo Russell, same thing. Great on offense, right. awful on defense. Malik Beasley, and on down the line. Josh Okogie is like an all defensive <laughs> team guy and would fuck up a fast break. He <laughs> would still somehow, <laughs> yeah. And there's really, he's the only one. So I was wanting Rubio to be the starter, obviously, because I think that's a that's a really good starting unit, legitimately good. Um, but I saw uh, John Krasinski um, in The Athletic talk about it might make more sense to have him play uh, off the bench with Edwards because Rubio will really help Edwards, um, right. just like he has with some other Donovan Mitchell and Devin Booker and makes guys better in that regard. And so I think I'm a little bit, I'm on board with that one. I think, I don't know. It's going to be tough. Right. I mean, it's, it's hard because you, you really want him out there with D'Angelo Russell because D'Angelo Russell is not going to play defense ever. It's just not going to happen. Nope. So they need somebody out there to do that. And you can't just have Josh Okogie cover because as you mentioned, they already have towns. So that's two guys who aren't going to play any defense ever. And so, you almost need three guys who are only there for defense to cover for them. And, but the second unit, I don't feel like it's enough minutes to really use Rubio's talents. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's going to be uh, – this is going to be a really challenging year for Ryan Saunders because there are so many different ways that could go wrong. And a lot of it could be on his shoulders of, like, playing this guy with that guy. They just are – they're they're a versatile team in some ways and also so many guys being one-dimensional – is just going to be really tricky. So I don't envy him. I, I mean, thought I do, my favorite I part of that Krasinski article you mentioned was that he got most of the way through and then it was almost like, oh, crap, 
I forgot about Jared Culver, the number six oh, pick I know. in last year's draft. He, it's amazing. Where I mean, we've, uh, how he? Where are we gonna? Where? How they can't play him now? All of a sudden. Yeah, I was reading another article. I don't know if it was Canis Hoopus or a Wolf Among Wolves or maybe the Athletic. Anyway, um, they're just making the case for rookies being terrible. Happens all the time, constantly. Like pick almost every good player in the league. He was really bad as rookie season. It just, but Culver just seems so specifically terrible <laughs> right. that I I don't believe it with my own eyes. And they have this this obviously like any statistic you'd want of showing like yeah Culver was bad, but look, so was DeAndre Fox and he's awesome. So was Brandon Ingram and he's awesome. So is this guy, that guy. On down the line, there's it doesn't take long to rattle off a bunch of guys who turned good. And even reading it, I was like, yes, I know technically you're right, but he shot 45% from the free throw line. It seems yeah, it like was, it's over to me. Like, it that wasn't just seems so much like, that he was inconsistent or couldn't harness his talent. It was like he was bad at basketball skills. Yeah, and the, he was bad at the worst basketball skill. Right. Or the, the easiest, that, the, the simplest, yeah. most controllable. It's like if there was a rookie in baseball who was not good – but not only that, but every time he drew a walk, he tried to run to third base first. <laughs> You'd be like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Like, generally, you you seem okay sometimes, and all of a sudden, every once in a while, you do this. That was Culver to me. So yes. I don't know what to fucking think about. I don't, I don't know. Agreed. And stop me if you've heard this before, Stu. Chicken, I know, is already gone. Um, but they feel like they are legitimately like one guy away from being a solid team, right? Because Towns is good and Delo's good and Russ it's just one guy. <laughs> I knew it. I knew you'd like it. That was really just a welfare check for chicken fingers. <laughs> Let's see if that guy's still awake. I think Glenn Taylor is the best owner in Minnesota sports. That Glenn Taylor, oh, someday being a nice guy is going to work out for him. <laughs> and I apologize for not like laughing earlier, but I was distracted. So I'm trying to think of a really shitty hair metal ballad because <laughs> the conversation just led me there. And I finally remembered Firehouse's yeah. Love of a Lifetime. Jesus, was that a turd. <laughs> Man, oh, that was so bad. Really bad. It is absolutely The video or the song? The whole thing. The whole oh, the song. The, the whole song. thing. All of it. Bad. All okay. of it's bad. I think they played at like the Salida Events Center in Santiago, Minnesota, when I still lived up in St. Cloud. It's currently a gun range, but at the time they had bands, and uh, that seemed about the right spot for Firehouse in 2004. Did you say San... What what city? Uh, Santiago, Minnesota. I, it's, wow. got, it's got a bar. Sure. And then the event, the event center is like where Highway 10 is. It's like a crossroads of the county road. It's outside of Becker. Right. This, this is like when our good friend Josh Fiedler was elected, elected to the St. Wendell's Township Board. And I thought he was making a joke about living out in the country. And then I found out there's actually a place <laughs> called St. Wendell's Township. There is. I was like, oh, that's a pretty good township name. That, that could really be the name of a township. He really worked hard on that. Oh, oh it's real. Sooner or later, this podcast turns into naming small towns in Minnesota. Oh, I think we should start was... a Patreon of one of us just goes and visits one of them and reports back. And that's like the paid, all the like super 
interested people will uh, will pay for that content. You just go to Becker for the day. You know, and come back you, and tell us about it. Well, ch- you Pardon. laugh, but you laugh. But in terms of promoting like Castle Rock Township for his job, it wouldn't be hard for us to do. I would be interested. You laugh, but in terms of like promoting engagement on social media, all the sport of Twitter feed was this week was just people remembering some towns. I know that's right. That's what I'm saying. We just need to remember some towns formally, uh, in a way where we. Yeah. Monetize it. We got to monetize this thing, boys. We've been doing yeah. this for 24 <laughs> years now. Now that I think about it, we got we got to monetize this thing. We're just going to be naming line. naming outstate <laughs> Minnesota directional <laughs> combined high schools: Bertha Hewitt, Walker, Hackensack, Akeley. We just name them, and then if you've got a story to tell about the town, you tell it, and if not. Just name another one. We'll just keep going. Yep. We'll name every That's town. That should be our that should we'll be name our name all the towns. We're gonna name every town in Minnesota at some point. Maybe we can just let's get that list going and then we'll see. We've already already named seventy five percent of them, right? <laughs> How many more towns can there be? Well, no one's brought up Belgrade yet. That's right. Or It's a perfect one. Sandstone. Right. Yeah, How right have we not talked about sandstone? Barnum? For example, they named them all. Yep, that's it. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> that Boom. was the last one. Barnum was the last one on the list. Barnum I'm was it. Yeah, you wouldn't are. expect that to be last. It, yeah, it's crazy. What a shocker. Um, okay, well, I think I've had enough of being laughed at about the Timberwolves. <laughs> <laughs> I think 301 episodes proves that that is not true. Nope. Nope. I'll be back for more next week. I don't know yep. if the schedule is out for the season yet, but. 72 games. Um, they they obviously the bubble situation last year was a huge success. Nobody got um, COVID. It was great. They brought all the guys back this this past week and tested them, and I think eight percent of the league was positive, which is high, but also not too far off from like for America. That's pretty teams. good right now. Yeah, it's probably healthier than the average. So I think they're going to have some struggles like they ha- like every other sports league has had. Hopefully it's not as big a disaster as uh, college football. Yikes. Um, so we'll see. John, do you know the plan for the NHL? Is it the same thing? No bubble? The plan's getting like real weird now. And... There was talk about hybrid bubbles. I just saw today that there is talk, not confirmed talk, not even a lot of talk, but there are a number of teams that are considering hosting not one but multiple outdoor games to start the season. Like they're just going to start playing outdoors instead of yes. playing indoors because that way they can host fans. Right. That makes sense. And I like it. Is that stupid? <laughs> it it does make some sense, but mostly I'm pretty furious already because Minnesota is not going to be one of them because – in Minnesota, it doesn't matter whether you're indoors or outdoors. You still can't have fans. Mm. So it would, in the same vein as the NHL's long-running refusal to put an outdoor game or the Winter Classic in Minnesota, which is the home of outdoor hockey in the United States, in the same vein, it would be amazingly insulting to have 19 different teams playing all of their home games outside, including, like, Carolina, 
and Minnesota just sitting and playing in front of nobody at the Excel Center. Yeah, that's – I don't like that at that all. That would suck. That would suck a right. lot. Okay, so outdoor games is the plan so they can get a little bit of revenue from the beer money. I get that. Um, the, but the, be, I mean, beyond that? Ultimately, they still don't know. They They still are not sure – how or when they're going to start the season. It seems more and more likely that they are going to temporarily realign the league so that all of the Canadian teams can be in one division because the Canadian government isn't going to let people come in or people go out. Um, and in every other sport, they've just been Canadian teams have been getting screwed and having to play all their home games in New York or whatever. Yeah, so, Toronto Raptors are playing in Tampa. Right. Tampa Raptors. So <laughs> that could happen. It's you can have dinosaurs in Florida. Yeah. You don't know. Sure. No, there's probably, there's I, I don't. Probably, Not an authority. Probably, there's probably a park there that has it. You don't know. Cold blooded. Makes mm-hmm. sense. The thing More that makes me mad Toronto. about that. Sorry. The no, thing that's... that makes me mad about that is that Minnesota is going to end up in the, with all the Western teams because there aren't enough teams to do it otherwise, apparently. And it just sucks because that's the way it always was when they were in a division with Edmonton and Vancouver and all the teams that play in the Pacific time zone. And so every time they went on a road, either you were staying up till midnight to watch the game or you were going to bed before it started. And they're headed back to that because they're going to end up playing a million games with Anaheim and all these, all the California teams. And it's just going to suck. How many? When are they starting? They don't know. Nothing oh, is decided wow. yet. The NHL owners, being NHL owners, are suggesting things like, "Yeah, we know that we just signed that CBA and that memorandum, but what if instead of doing any of that, you guys got paid nothing to play hockey next year? That would be good for us. So why don't we think about doing that? That's our starting point for negotiation." Oh man. I'm sorry, there's buddy. N- there's nothing that can go right in hockey that can't be screwed up by the NHL owners. But they were pretty successful last year, right? They didn't have a bubble, but they still got through everything. Kind of similar no. to the, like Major League Baseball, is that right? Or was no, it like a they hybrid did. bubble thing? They had two bubbles. They had oh, one right, in right. Edmonton and one in Toronto. Yeah, two bubbles. Yep. That's right. So... I was just testing you. I knew that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you knew that, but Holy you just yeah. wanted to make sure that I remembered three months ago or whatever when that started. That Correct. extremely – it was weird and wrong, and I, like everybody, thought, well, they just got to get through this, and then next year can go back to normal. But, of course, we can't have nice things. Nope. But the year after this, maybe. <laughs> Possibly. Oh, my gosh. If there's an NHL by then. Yeah, did you see the New York Times had a thing that uh, you can enter, like, where you live and your age, and then you'd see, like, when you're going to potentially get the vaccine, like, where on the spectrum of all the people in the country? Right. Did you take that? You should. No. It sucks. (laughs) Because we're, we're, like, you're uh, 430 millionth in line. Like, fuck, what? How am I behind so. everybody in Mexico and Canada <laughs> for the United yeah, States vaccine? This doesn't, hold on. It doesn't make any sense. Let me redo it. Yeah, it's uh, it's not fun. So don't do that. I don't recommend that. 
I'm just I'm trying to stay alive till my parents can get the vaccine and we can go to their house again. Yes, that's all I really much want. My, that's pretty yep. much where I am too. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Hey, uh, chicken fingers. Yeah. Do you remember uh, back when this pandemic just started, and I kept trying to throw out like time frames, timelines, something. I kept trying to like pinpoint mm-hmm. the light at the end of the tunnel, mm-hmm. and you kept saying like, "Don't do that," because you're gonna miss yeah, the, I do. the uh, time, the deadline, and it's gonna make you sad in the long run. And I kept trying to fight against it. It's got um, a name, and I forget what it is, but yeah, right. I, yep. Yeah. Um, paradox. Something paradox. Ah, fuck. Paradox. But it doesn't matter. Somebody is a name, something paradox. Warrants paradox. Anyways, go ahead. I'm sorry. I understand that. That makes sense to me. But when there is an actual, as there is now, like there is a light there, then do you start to negotiate Mm -mm. with yourself? No. You still don't. You just put your finger on why. Why don't you? Well, to me. They're there. Why don't you is because if... Okay, so here's the way I'm thinking about it right now. It's December 3rd. Mm-hmm. I need to have... I, I believe uh, willpower is a muscle, right? And it's going to get... It gets tired, just like everything else. Every other muscle, it gets tired. And so you have to recognize that as a human being. We, none of us are infallible. So the way I've been trying to think about it is... And I started thinking about it a couple days ago. So um, it's beginning of December. I said we just need to get to March first. That's my new. It's no. <laughs> my new day. No. March first. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's ninety days. So it's ninety-ish. So eighty-seven-ish days. I was like, okay, cool. Well, that's a day I can do a countdown to get to that. Mm-hmm. And even though on March first is not my day where I'm going to have the vaccine, it'll be a, the day. The days will be a little longer. Be a little bit more sunshine. Be a little warmer. And there will be more people who have been vaccinated, therefore fewer people who will be dying in the grand scheme. Maybe I won't get my vaccination until like September or something, but it's March. I can go for a walk again and I just need to like have something, a countdown to get through the winter in order to keep my willpower muscle strong. Is that stupid? No, the concept isn't stupid. I think assigning a date to it. Is March 1st is what you are having a problem with. Yes. Because you think, hey, like we could get to March 1st, and that's the day of the worst blizzard mm-hmm. uh, on the planet. And they also there could be somehow like the worst day of deaths and blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, you thought March 1st was going to be great. It's going to be worse. Right. And now you're going to be so that's unbelievably it. depressed. That's you're going to give up. Yep. Well, shit. Cling to the hope that it will get better, but don't assign a date to it. Mm-hmm. Mhm 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 Okay. Okay. I don't like it. I like a date. Well, I think we all would. But mm-hmm. that's where yeah. the that's but that's the trap. Like, yeah. No, that's, that's the paradox. That's how they get you. No, hope is a strategy, okay? <clears throat> hope is a is a strategy. Okay. No, I know. It's not. <laughs> it's not. Speaking of hope being a strategy, the Minnesota United game is all but over here, and they're still winning three to nothing. Fuck yeah! Way to go! Well, Good that's job, John. I, that, that's over then. Over. 
I'm not counting my chickens until I see that final whistle. Um, John, prior to the Loons being a major uh, MLS team, weren't you a Sounders guy? I I I have family in Seattle, as I've said a number of times on this podcast, and so yeah, mm-hmm. I was a Sounders mm-hmm. guy. Hmm. Oh, okay, so you went either way. Yeah, good for now, you. Two teams. That's now the way to it's do it, more like like when the Vikings play the Seahawks and lose right at the end of the game. I just I write an angry, angry, bitter text, and then I delete it, and then I write another angry, angry, bitter text, and then I delete that. It's just extremely frustrating because I just am so angry. And that's what Monday is probably going to be like again. Just a million angry texts about the Sounders that I then delete. Monday, what's the time of this game that we're definitely going to be playing in? Uh, 8.30 on Monday night. Monday at 8.30. Wow. I'm so jazzed. I'm so, so jazzed it, and it jacked. Might. I'm that'll, be, that'll be around the third Monday night football game of the day, or is uh, <laughs> time? Yeah. Well, you never know. I mean, this game was supposed to be played last night, but then the Thursday night football game, I think, got canceled or something. Or something got canceled. And they said, well, if you move it to Thursday, we'll put it on national television. And MLS said, okay. So, like, two days ago, it got moved back to Thursday instead of Wednesday. So I what I'm saying is it's currently scheduled for Monday, but let's not let's not count our chickens yet. Not those chickens, but we'll be counting the other chickens of this game. The other chicken. Yeah. John, how many times have you been um asked or basically yelled at to watch the TV show Ted Lasso? A bunch? Uh, a number, but I just discovered that for reasons that I can't possibly fathom, I have an Apple TV subscription, so I'm mm-hmm. planning to watch it. Okay. Yeah. I just didn't want to be the millionth person to uh, suggest it to you. I I have heard from a number of people that it's good and I should watch it. Lighthearted, easy half hour at the end of the night. I admit I do. didn't necessarily see that coming given that it was based on a commercial. Right. Yeah. Yep. It's an easy, it's like a, it's a super easy watch. I sometimes find myself, as I'm an old dad, as you are, uh, late at night, not wanting to get into anything too heavy, you know, and too much that I have to like pay a crazy Mm -hmm. amount of attention to. And oh my God, what does this plot twist mean? That's just a easy breezy. Love it. So you'll, you'll have to let us know. All right. I'll check it out in the next 10 I'll put it on the list, Brandon. (laughs) I love that list. Okay, I have nothing else to talk about. I'm out of words. I have two questions to close on for Stu, if that's Great. okay. Yep. Nope. Sweet. <clears throat> about a minute and a half into the podcast, John said something about the loons, and he used the term against all odds. And since then, I basically have been on uh, autopilot, which I am every podcast, but... What I've really been, I've said words, but I wasn't putting my whole heart into it. What I've been focusing almost entirely on is these two questions that I want to ask Stu. Um, Is Against All Odds the best Phil Collins song? And if not, what is the best song? Because I contend it is Phil Collins' best song that um, In the Air Tonight gets all the publicity, but Against All Odds is his best song. 
are you going to include the songs he did with Genesis in this, or is this strictly I, I, solo? I will. Okay. No, for the sake of argument, I'm going to say that I'll include Genesis. Okay. I am going to say That's All by Genesis is his best song. But as far as solo, Phil Gollins, yes, I would agree that against all odds. Because he just, that's just his divorce song. He's just furious, but he then he makes a ballad out of it. I think it won the Academy Award for best song because it was in a movie with, um, oh, shit. Let's say Jeff beard. Daniels. I think Jeff Daniels. I could be wrong. Yeah. Boy, that's a tough one. Could be. Ugh. All right. Cause, cause he, did, he, did, he did another one. Okay. I'm oh, sorry. I'm, I'm on a Phil Collins. No. That's Phil no, that's, right that's at all. sorry. Because he did another one exactly called Separate it. Lives. Yeah, he did Separate Lives, a duet with a singer called, let's say, Marilyn Martin. And that was in the movie White Nights featuring um, Mikhail Baryshnikov and Jeffrey Hines mm-hmm. as, as dueling ballet dancers from behind the Iron Curtain. <laughs> yes. Old Jeff Hines. <laughs> Jeff <laughs> Hines and, 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 and Baryshnikov. In tights. In tights. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's right. And that wasn't that really wasn't, and that wasn't even the big song off of that soundtrack. It was "Say You Say Me" by Lionel Richie, but that's that's neither here nor there. Nineteen eighty five was weird, you guys. You didn't ask me, but my favorite is Sue Studio. Ugh. That's that's why we didn't ask you. Yeah, just because on, we man. anticipated on, an answer like that. Please what respect. What the the matter with you? What respect a fun the segment, song Brandon. that is. Respect the segment. <laughs> what a fun song. <laughs> See, now I am the heavy metal drummers, and you guys are Wilco. I'm having it. Get it? Uh, uh, Second and final question. Is Phil Collins the best drummer who is the the lead singer of a band? There's not a lot of them, but there are some. Uh, Leave on Helm. Is he the best of them? We're not counting singer, not... Not we're not counting singers. Dave Grohl here, right? We're, no, we're not. We're not because when he was the lip, again, this is important and words have meaning, lead singer of the band. Not a drummer who sings in the band. He is the lead singer or she. Boy, Who was yeah. the best lead singer. You've got him. That was also a drummer. You've got Levon Helm, but that was more of a group effort with the band, so I don't think you can call Levon Helm effort. the lead That's... singer. Um, well, that's just either. ridiculous, and on, that also and takes think, out. It probably takes out Don Henley too, right? Because of uh, Glenn but Fry. is he the lead singer? Because Glenn Fry. That's why this is a, a rabbit hole question. This is what I've yeah. truly been focusing on for the last hour. Yeah, I think it, but every time we bring somebody up, you just go, "Oh no, specifically that guy doesn't count for this reason or that reason." But that's why. But that's what... he is right about this, though. But they're legitimate reasons. Like Karen Carpenter's another one. I, is she? Ooh, I, I'm going to say Karen Carpenter. Yeah, but didn't Genesis have another Karen singer Carpenter. too? I'm going to say Karen Gabriel, Carpenter and Phil but... Collins. Yes, they did, but that was before they got popular. Um, yeah, it's That's, Karen yeah. Carpenter than Phil Collins. That's one, two. I'm, I'm forgetting an obvious one, but I'm going to go one, two with that. And I think I know Mac Wilson would argue that Henley was the lead singer of the Eagles, but I disagree with that. Because I think Glenn Frey did enough lead vocals on those songs. and that You also have your straight Timothy B. Schmidt. As happens, sure. I, as happens in 1979. You're just going to have Timothy B. Schmidt him. wander in. Just <laughs> nail I Can't Tell You Why. A good Eagles song, which I am loath to admit. Oh. And just fucking nails it. Song. And uh, God, yeah. it's it's Yeah, I think it's... I'm going to go Karen Carpenter, then Phil Collins. One, two. 
I'm going to get mm. out ahead of Mac Wilson too and say that if you have to ask the question, if they're the lead singer or not, then that answers your question. Yes. If the question is even debatable, then they're not the lead singer. Yes. And then they're just co co lead singers, if yeah. you're even asking the question. Yeah, because the most recognizable Eagles song is Hotel California, which Henley sings lead on. But the second most recognizable one is probably uh, Winslow. Why can't I think of the name of the Winslow Arizona song, guys? God damn it. Peaceful, easy feeling. Peaceful. Uh, yeah, that's right. And that's Glenn Fry. Yep. Uh. <clears throat> Um, I did Anyways. some internet research as you were talking, oh, no. and uh, I found a source. Paste Magazine uh, oh, has, sure. yep, that's about uh, pacemakers, the leading yep. pacemaker monthly. Uh, did a feature. They've got my guy, Mister Helm, as number one, but, but Phil Collins is number singer. two. That is, he's not the lead singer of the band. Absolutely not. Their claim is Phil Collins was kind of in the same thing where he wasn't totally the lead singer either. So yes, that's was. not true. That's not yeah, absolutely. No, that's not was. you. Take it up with that's, Pacemaker Monthly. This is why I am nobody just trusts telling the media. you what I've been. I, am, I have never been the more mainstream. This is how we end up with the celebrity star. Don Henley was third, and uh, Stu, you might be upset not knowing the fourth one. It's a local band. Oh, who's oh, Sheila E. Oh. Grant, Grant Hart, Hart Husker by Husker. Yeah, he's yeah. not the lead singer of Husker Du. Jesus Christ. This is a stupid <laughs> Sheila E. is sixth. I have never been more angry. Sheila E. Oh. is sixth. Roger Taylor uh, from Queen. Peter Chris. Oh, Jesus. Peter Chris. Oh, God. I'm going to. Oh, I'm going to. <laughs> this I'm Pacemaker so Monthly Prince is just is singing drummers. It's not so saying singing lead. That's, that was why I led with that, Brandon. It's not about the question Ridiculous. isn't about drummers who sing. It's about drummers who are the the lead singer. I'm doing a motion with both my hands right now that I'm guessing you can probably guess what it is. It's commonly associated with male masturbation. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Double hands right now. To that. Fine. You come up with your own question next week. I this was my question. I get to set the parameters. My favorite part of this question was how at any other point in the podcast, you could insult Sue's entire family, and he just central Minnesota. Well, you're entitled uh-huh. to your opinion, I, I, but <laughs> you say for one second that Peter Chris was the lead singer. Of Kim. I know. How no, do you react? He's he's penning a letter to Pace Magazine as we speak. I will not stand for Paul Stanley erasure on the sports podcast that I am the one for the of. Uh, Peter Chris was he the cat? Yes. Catman? He was Catman. Okay. Ace was a star child. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Paul's a star it's child. Ace was Space Ace, and obviously Gene Simmons was the devil. Yep. That I remember. I couldn't. It's the others that get foggy in my memory. Who's who? Oh, God. I'm so, I'm so wound up right now. God damn it. Yeah. It's, you're going to have to find some melatonin so or something to calm down, Does but this, it's almost I, bedtime. I, I, it's a good uh, question, though. If it gets Stu's all riled up, that's that should be our goal. Yeah. How about, okay. How about Rile up Stu? Brandon, let's unite the clans. Let's, let's unite the clans. This is my piece. This is my olive branch. Here's what I'm offering. We combine your rabbit hole segment mm-hmm. with Rile Stu up. And that is our goal at the end of every podcast is a rabbit hole that Rile Stu up. 
And every okay. week, one of us has to find something. Because this kind of was a rabbit hole. Yep. And yep. it riled through. That's our goal. And I don't know what it could be. It could be whatever it is. Um, but that's the goal. Okay. Yeah. I think that the thing that really bothers him is when we forget or don't give enough respect to a to a musician. That's really the only thing mm-hmm. that's ever mattered to him. So we got to make sure yeah, that that's true. That, that really that's pigeonholes us. Yeah, I mean, it pretty I know, much it's just... tough, but I just can't imagine anything else of like if it's some sort of like rabbit hole of like a some sort of other country or something, he's not going to be upset about that or not even as sports. Much. No, it's no. It's really just if we don't give enough respect to some I mean, do you call Dave Grohl a drummer cuz he was the drummer in Nirvana, but in the Foo Fighters he plays guitar. So are you going to call that's him the drummer? He drums too. Jesus Christ. He drums he's too. Lead- no, you son of a bitch. That's not the goddamn point. The I'm lead so angry. singer who plays drums. You made, you made up a quiz. The only person who actually does do what you're talking about is Phil Collins. So it's like he's no, the best no. of like seven people on Karen Earth. Karen Carpenter does it and she does it better. You asshole. Okay, so that's two people we've thought about. Name other, like, it just doesn't happen. So I get, yeah, he's the best of the happen. four people who do it. I got three words for you, Brandon. Dave Clark five, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that's four words. <laughs> <laughs> but again, like, no, this just isn't a thing. So You're angry. Not it seems thing. like a so angry. God, angry, angry stew is the best stew. Butts not. A I place. feel like. You actually, because we don't know the actual identity of Chicken Fingers, you might be Phil Collins. This is a question that Phil Collins would have asked us. Is he the best of, no, 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 not that guy, not that guy, not that guy. That guy doesn't count. But of these guys. I'll ask you this. Would Phil Collins do such a, who's British, do such a poor John Lennon impersonation? (laughs) I think poor like a fox. As I tap mm. my temple, right? Lots tap of my I was temple. thinking that was four D chess. That was four dimensional chess by me, knowing that this was coming. Exactly. Well, the yep. thing is, Phil Collins. You, al- you always Phil- give yourself an out. Now, hear me out. Phil Collins was on Miami Vice. John Lennon was mm-hmm. not on Miami Vice because he was dead. Mm-mm. Hence, Phil Collins is better than John Lennon. <laughs> <laughs> hear me out. Hear me out. No, it has to be an hour-long drama in the 80s. Is he the best musician on a show in the 80s? Hour-long drama has to be Wednesdays. Well, it was on Friday. Uh, it's got to be Phil Brandon. Collins. It was on Friday. David, Brandon. David Fox. Hasselhoff. Jesus Night Christ. Rider. Put on my Panther starter and go Would back to just where I Just try. <laughs> just try once, Brandon. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we credit Phil Collins for being... A little bit more talented than Karen Carpenter. We agree no. on that? No, I do not agree. <laughs> <laughs> not even that. Uh, I tried. I tried to find a we can build on this statement. And now my wife and my daughter are arguing about John Lennon in the other room. So that's... <laughs> that's don't don't argue over well. me, ladies. The job here is done. I'm, I'm not worth fighting for. That was, a, that was a bad husband. That was a horrible <laughs> British accent. God, I'm angry. I'm so mad I can't even do an accent. Uh, you didn't even try just, it. It sounded just like you saying your regular words. This is just yep. the best podcast of all the podcasts. 
Well, it's just you just oh God, how can you? Oh, God. Ugh. I'm so happy for so many different reasons. God. Is trying to wrap this up the, 20 minutes game, ago. Is the game over? Yes. By the, way? The, match, the game right? is the match over. Yeah, the man, right. the match, and the game are over. Okay. We, okay. So we did an hour and 20 minutes, and we did not even mention Minnesota. Uh, University of Minnesota using a public health crisis to dick over Wisconsin football. The, <laughs> no, that was the, incredible. Which, if if not for the bowl game on January first, would have been the best moment of the last fifty five years of Gophers football. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a close we're... second. It is so it's so good. We're gonna get boat raced. You're, Let's you're all gonna, just get sick instead and gonna, ruin their gonna, lives. You're gonna make lemonade out of those fucking lemons, PJ. I, I I recognize it. I see what you're doing, and I appreciate it. And yep. John appreciates it a lot more. He just can't say it he's a good person. I'm just I'm disappointed that they're not playing for the first time since Grover Cleveland was president or whatever. But if it had to stop, this is an extremely funny way for it to stop. Exactly. It's so it's good. So, it's, it's so much better than just beating them regularly. This made them so much sadder. <laughs> yep. Ugh. Okay. Well. There, we can call it good okay. there. I'm starting to, I, I gotta mm-hmm. just walk around. <laughs> Stu's, gonna, Stu's gonna take the dog for an 11 mile walk right now. Just furious. He'll end up at John's house. Hey, John, I'm here. Just pounding I've, on I've, the done, I've, done, I've, done, I've done it before. I have done it before. Show your face. It's true. I've got coffee bender in the fridge. So, oh, God, I'm mad. To be the true stew, he has to knock on your door and then try to run away while you desperately scramble to get to the front door so you can yell at him. That's that's a stewism. Yep. Okay, that was great. A lot of fun. Let's wrap it up. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the best. Okay, I'm pressing stop. Goodbye. Love you. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 